K-A-L-W. I'm in Fairfield in Solano County. There's a multicultural food scene here that includes one of Yelp's top 10 restaurants in the country, Pikul Thai Bistro. It's a diverse city with an established Filipino-American community dating back to the 1930s. There's also a growing Latinx population, which makes up a quarter of all Fairfield residents. And it's home to Travis Air Force Base and many churches, including the predominantly black St. Stephen's CME Church. Right now, I'm on a residential street off Travis Boulevard, and an ice cream truck just went down the street. I'm in front of a house that has a free food stand on their front porch, uh, stocked with potatoes, onions, canned goods, apples, and other food items. And this is for anyone who wants to pick up free food to eat. Fairfield resident Carmen Washington opened this stand in her yard last summer to help feed the community in honor of her late son, Manuel. She calls it Manuel's Free Food Pantry. In this episode, you'll learn about the community coming together to share food with each other and where some of the fruits come from. This is What Works. We're talking about people and local groups who are innovating solutions around the Bay. I'm your host, Sonia Narang, taking you on a tour of neighborhoods where you'll learn about impacts that can stretch beyond the pandemic. Let's check out how people in Solano County are banding together to help feed their community. Food insecurity takes many forms. For some, it's a matter of running short on grocery money before the month is over and only buying the very basics to get through. For others, it means real hunger, and the pandemic made things even worse. According to Feeding America, every Bay Area county experienced a rise in food insecurity last year. In Solano County, it affects at least one in 10 people. Local groups, including Food is Free Solano and the Rotary Club, are turning to neighbors to help address this problem. I'm at the Fairfield headquarters of the Food Bank of Contra Costa and Solano. This is one of the places where volunteers bring food and fruit picked from untapped trees in the area to share with those who need it. Annalise Finney tagged along with a group of volunteer tree pickers called Gleaners to learn more. Carol Collison lives in a cream two-story house in northwest Vacaville. In her backyard, tucked between a deck and some rose bushes, is a beautiful lemon tree. It's about eight feet tall, and its branches are heavy with bright yellow lemons. That fruit's getting old, and there's a ton of fruit on the tree, so you, you think you're going to use it, and then you don't. Today, she's invited some gleaners from the Rotary Club to help pick. I'm June Johnson. I'm, I'm with the Rotary Club of Cordelia. My name is Kimber Smith. Getting fresh produce to people is a passion for me. Gleaners are people who pick the excess food left over on private land after owners have had their fill. Usually, gleaners work in rural agricultural areas, but Kimber June and the other Rotary volunteers have been harvesting hundreds of pounds of fruit from suburban yards for months now, distributing what they collect for free to people around the county. What's the name of that street? Because Jerry can't find where we are. What's the cross street? June and Kimber are just waiting for another volunteer named Jerry to arrive before they can get started. He's got the tools. He'll be driving up in his old little pickup truck, and I think I see it coming, as a matter of fact. 
That's what I thought I put North Alamo. I did too. I just I didn't bother paying attention. Oh, I didn't put it in my thing. So I just drove. I didn't I didn't look I didn't put it in my map. <laughs> we walk around to the back of Jerry's blue Chevy pickup and grab what we need. So what are the tools that you have back there? Just Can you pickers. show me your inventory. Pickers and buckets. Pickers and buckets. Yeah. He pulls white painters buckets and pickers, basically long poles with a basket on one end, out of the cargo oh, anyway. bed. Why do you have the foam in the bottom of the basket? Protect the fruit when it falls in. Oh. And also, to, also, so we can lose them. <laughs> we have two with two with foam and two without. Foam. Are they extendable? Oh yeah, they're, oh yeah, yeah. And when the tools aren't enough, they'll go to impressive lengths to get every piece of fruit they can. Sometimes we climb trees. Oh my God. Yeah, sometimes we, we're, we're in trees. And it's not just lemon trees. They've picked all sorts of fruits: oranges, plums, avocados, persimmons. I'd never had a persimmon in my life. And I, I always go when there's persimmons. After gathering the pickers and buckets from Jerry's pickup, Carol leads us through a side gate around the back of her house. Oh, the tree. Yeah, so you got to walk and watch out for this. I grab a picker, and June shows me the ropes. So the key is to put these hooks under the fruit to grab the fruit and then pull. Okay. And then it'll just fall right in the basket. All right. Sounds easy enough, but maneuvering the long pole through the branches and placing the hook is tough. You see how awkward it is when you first start out? I was the same way. I was like, oh, I can't figure this out. Solano County has a great climate for fruit trees. And because of that, a long history of commercially successful fruit farms. As housing moved in where orchards used to be, a lot of Solano residents ended up with fruit trees in their yards. Heather Perini runs another gleaning group here called the Solano Gleaning Initiative. One way towards food sustainability and security is being able to grow your own food. But then there's all these fruit trees that are already planted that are bearing fruit still. And that resource locally is valuable. Local trees are a resilient source of food. Our food systems were so impacted by COVID, the, the distribution systems, we saw shortages at grocery stores. If our system broke down that quickly, then we're going to have to think sideways. We're going to have to think in different ways to make sure that the, the resources that exist, that are there, we've always had enough food to feed people, but getting it to where it's needed and getting it into the hands of the people that can use it is part of the issue. Solano gleaners get fruit from trees to people in a few different ways. Some of it goes to neighborhood free food stands. There are close to 50 in the county. Other glean food goes to the local food bank or to local community events. Ultimately, the goal for all glean food is to end up in the hands of Solano residents. People like Jose, who I met at a rally at Waterfront Park in Vallejo. He, like other people there, had come to get food from a stand that was giving out food boxes and bags of gleaned fruits. Did you know that the bag of fruit you guys got was from here in Vallejo, got picked nearby? Mm-mm. Yeah. That's good. It's good to always have resources close by. So you'll see... Back at Carol's house, the work is quick. And in about 20 minutes, we've filled a painter's bucket with lemons and the tree is empty. This tree was easier than some. We got beat up pretty good last week. At least Is I that did. the pool one? Oh, the I, pool. I, yeah. We had to get in under the oh, tree. Yeah. and It's next um, to the pool, so sometimes the fruit fell into yeah. the... Oh, no. we, yeah. only had- we pack up, and as we walk back out the gate and start loading the truck, 
June tells me why she spends her Saturday mornings gleaning. This is a very um, near and dear to my heart because I remember my mom being in food lines picking up food. We have a family of 13. So my mom very often would go to our church, basically. And she would always dress um, so people wouldn't recognize her because she was embarrassed because she had a need. And so I love now, there's no requirement, there's no questions asked, come and get your food. In the future, the Rotary Club and the Solano Gleaning Initiative hope to join forces to create an app connecting Solano residents with volunteer gleaners. But Kimber, Jerry, and June say the basic model of gleaning is simple and can be duplicated just about anywhere. To get started, you just need a picker, a bucket, and a tree. Annalise Finney's story is making me crave some sweet, fresh oranges. You're listening to What Works. I'm Sonia Narung. Next, we're checking in with a TV host who runs her very own talk show here in town. It's called Turning Point with Kay Patrice, and she's pretty much the Oprah of Fairfield. She's interviewed changemakers from Solano County's top public health officials to local NAACP leaders, pastors, and city council members. Now we get to put Kay Patrice in the hot seat and ask a few questions. How did you become so involved in the community, in Fairfield, and why were you so interested in getting to know people? Can you just tell me about your background? So I feel like I've always been um, involved, but I tell you, I ran for county supervisor, and part of that district, that area was Fairfield, Benicia, and Vallejo. And so that is the point two years ago where I became hyper involved because I really wanted to know all aspects of the community that I believed I would be serving. Um, I didn't want to just know the voters. I wanted to know everybody, whether you were voting a voting age or not. I wanted to know what the needs were, and I wanted to know how I would be able to connect those needs to resources on the uh, Board of Supervisors of Solano County. So can you tell me when the pandemic hit and people were losing jobs and schools were closed, what were some of the issues that you started to notice popping up? Uh, that's about the time I did not win my election. So that happened in March. Uh, so then we started to see the numbers of in food banks. They began to double and then triple. And so that was the first indication that I knew that people were hurting. I hadn't seen lines that long and neither had the folks that were operating these food banks. Um, so that's that's kind of where I knew, you know, that uh, people were food insecure. I was able to see literal, literally families, children 
families with babies get out of their cars and get on food lines. Also seniors, seniors with um, walking aids getting in those lines or the seniors would be in the car and they would have someone kind of get out and get those boxes for them. So that's when I knew that this was really impacting our county in a really uh, deep way. Right. And that is a major issue in this episode is how there was such a large need for Solano County residents to have access to food. And one thing that you started, Kay Patrice, during the pandemic is a live stream broadcast. (laughs) So tell me about that. How did you come up with the idea for your very own broadcast, Turning Point with Kay Patrice? And how have you tried to get information and news and resources out to local residents? You know, the one blessing in running for office is I got to know the different Solano County departments, public health and mental health and just all of these departments. And I knew that the community needed this information. Oh, and let me back up. So also I realized that there was no type of media like this. You know, so in San Francisco, there were all these media sources. Um, In Sacramento, the same, Oakland. But in Solano County, like everyone forgets us. (laughs) No one, you know, there's no, there's no one that really did what I, proposed to do, be a connector of information in Solano County and um, do it through live stream and podcasts. So really I did it because there was there I saw the need and I and I saw the void. You have interviewed people from Congress mm-hmm. to assembly members to local mayors to public health officials. Can you tell me about the range of people you've interviewed and how you choose your interviewees? You know, I choose people because I'm I'm personally interested. So it's very selfish in a way, the way I choose them, because it's things that I'm interested in or I've heard about, but I don't want to have a one-on-one conversation. I want to have a community conversation about these interest areas. So for example, we talk about things I'm naturally curious about. I want to know how, how what is going on in Congress impacts us locally. I want to know how we can get involved. I've also had community leaders that are doing different and amazing things in the community. During the pandemic, we are concerned about our children that are, um, that are at home, you know, doing distance learning. So yes, I wanted to have and had different People come and talk, like the superintendent of Solano Board of Education. How are our children doing? And when the pandemic lifts and children go back to school, will they be safe? Will our teachers be safe? Will our parents be safe? These are questions that we all want to know. And this show allows us to connect the dots. That's Kay Patrice Williams. You can find her live stream video show on Facebook or online at turningpointwithkaypatrice.com. 
We'll hear more from Kay Patrice Williams in our next episode. I just see myself as the girl next door, the community member next door that so happens to be able to turn on her video camera and connect with the community in just this very unique way, this way that had to happen during the pandemic. We'll also hear from Fairfield's first Latina city councilwoman, Doris Panduro. She won in a landslide victory last November and has big plans for the city that raised her. And I think as we are growing, we are wanting to have more access, a bigger voice. We have a great diverse community and our city council up until this past year, I felt was not fully representative of our entire community here in Fairfield. That's next time on What Works, grassroots solutions around the Bay Area. What Works is a production of KALW Public Media. Subscribe to What Works wherever you get your podcasts. Or check us out at KALW.org slash What Works, where you can find all of our stories. Support for this series comes from Renaissance Journalism's Equity and Health Reporting Initiative, with funding from the California Endowment. Thanks also to the Association for Continuing Education, ACE. Our team includes the reporters you heard from today, along with Shireen Adel, Hannah Baba, David Boyer, Francisco Delgadillo, Gabe Graben, Angela Johnston, Marissa Ortega-Welch, James Rollins, and Ben Trefney. Thanks for listening to What Works. I'm Sonia Narang. <laughs>